0: Get bite-sized morsels and tidbits from our industrial organizational psychologists, other experts, and the latest research on the workplace to boost your organization's effectiveness. Sign up now at seboc.com. That's S-E-B-O-C dot com to engage with our community, gain a sense of belonging, access our other media, and get rapid advice from our experts at seboc.com
1: welcome i'm dr jeremy lokebaugh industrial organizational psychology consultant and workplace communication and negotiation coach in addition to cbock.com that you just heard you can also visit my website at turnboot.com if you're in or getting into the io psychology field and you feel a little lost in the crowd you're looking to jumpstart your career and maybe get the answers that your degree program never gave you about what it's actually like to work as an io psych practitioner Check out CBOC's I.O. Career Pathfinder membership at cboc.com. Also on the panel today, we have Sarah Smith-Berry of FreeGo Consulting. Sarah is a psychometrician, veteran advocate, consultant, and modern stoic. Also, we have Tom Bradshaw, voice and speech coach and a damn good actor at that. He is the leading voice and speech coach for the industrial organizational psychology community. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Work Cookie podcast. Joining me,
2: of course, are Sarah Smith-Berry and Dr. Jeremy Lukuba. And Sarah, I know you've got something on your mind.
3: Tom, I have to tell you that over the last few weeks, the last week and a half, more particularly, calendars are my nemesis. They are the worst thing that we have ever created and the best thing at the same time. And I want to say that There's like a theme of calendars going on this month because everyone's talking about it. It's ever since daylight savings time, everyone's talking about calendars. Everyone's talking about, do we need daylight savings? Everyone's talking about Gregorian calendar and this calendar and that calendar. And like, it's all over the like social media right now too. So there's a very relevant topic. But what I'm going to gripe about is calendar tools. So I have been having such an issue with all of my calendars talking to one another and working with people at different organizations and different teams that don't have the same calendars that I do. And it's been a challenge. And I just want to vent about it a little bit because I want to know two things. One, is there a brilliant app out there that handles all of this for me? And if not... When is it coming? And two, is this just an excuse that people are using to get out of extra meetings? I shocked you with that second one, didn't I, Tom? I saw you, your eyes you, light up. So what, what do you so think are ignoring me? <laughs> uh-huh. So here's another one because I've had a lot of people dropping appointments randomly. And I'm wanting to know is this new work from home paradigm creating this thing where, oh, my Zoom stopped working oopsie, I'm off the hook, right? Is it creating that? Is that something that's being created out of this newfound world that we find ourselves working in? So that's what I would like to talk about.
2: Yeah, it could, it could be, but you know, uh, I can just speak for myself that, you know, if I'm here in in my office, um, you know, if there's a video meeting coming up and I'm a minute or two late, eh, well, uh, but when I'm working from home, I am much more like, I am working from home. I must be there exactly like five minutes early. So I'm much more dedicated to a schedule when I'm actually working from home. (laughs) This sounds bad than when I'm in the office because, you know, I'm in the office. Um, But I understand your frustration with the different types of calendars that don't work together. And, you know, this morning I spent probably 20 minutes updating one calendar to another calendar and putting everything in manually because those two systems won't. Talk to each other, uh, but Jeremy's a bit of a calendar whiz, and he may know of a
1: solution for us. I I loathe calendars. I loathe <laughs> scheduling meetings. No, but that's why I do. I do have a couple of suggestions. I it's just I I don't. I very much dislike. It's the one thing that I don't like. However, so a couple of things you can. So if if you're on the off you're on the end of when you get. St- I always set. Reminders for me. So if I have an if I have any event or if I have a meeting, there's the automatic reminder that goes for ten minutes before when I set it in my particular calendar. Especially, you you know, for most of the time, I'll do a reminder twenty four hours before, and I'll do a reminder four hours before because I need to know that that they're coming. And then I'll 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 kind of look because I dislike calendars so much that you know I'm not drawn to looking all the time. So that's something I do to make sure that I to know that I don't miss um, any meetings, something you can do if you're having trouble with people, uh, making your meetings, if you can, if you're using, uh, you know, there's Calendly, there's your website stuff, there's all kinds of ways, but if people are scheduling with you through an automatic scheduler, if you can set up an auto email to go out to them one hour before the meeting, um, or a day before the meeting, whatever it is, just as a reminder, that's something that can help. The other thing you can do, especially if it's an important meeting, is just send them a reminder. I mean, you could even put on their auto reminder, even though you're just sending it. So, you know, it doesn't look like you're being too uh, abrasive. Um, also do a send later. You know, you can schedule. I mean, ideally, if you want to be unethical, you could send an email and have it scheduled to send to your boss at 5 a.m. So your boss thinks you will awake early, right? But don't use it for that but you can also use it to, Hey, I know I need to send, you know, sometimes I'll do it with you guys. I'll send, I'll send uh, two emails out, but I don't want you to be inundated with, with tons of emails. So I'll put send later, send in seven hours. That way you're not getting all these, all these things back to back. So there's different things you can do. Uh, in that regard, as far as the calendar sync, it's usually fairly easy even to get, um, events and that kind of thing forward. So you can even have, you can have uh, Outlook, you can have Google Calendar, you can have, um, forget the the other one that's on my mind, but you can have them all synced so that they just show up. It might take you 30 minutes, but it'll save you 30 minutes a week with frustration. So for all of you out there that don't know how to do it, contact Sarah. She'd be glad to help you.
3: Oh, I would not. I would not, (laughs) Jeremy, but I'm also going to ask too, then I need Google to do something then because I have multiple calendars within Google. And so when I share my calendar, it only shares my main calendar. It doesn't share all of the different calendars and there's no way to select and share multiple um, as one availability sheet.
1: You can do that. You just sync sync two together. I I have it done with two of my Google.
3: Oh my goodness, Jeremy. Then offline, we're going to have to talk because I didn't even think that was possible. I was scouring the internet yesterday trying to figure out how to do that. So that makes more sense now. So Tom and I were talking, though. And so sometimes all of these integrations and stuff, they break, right? And they don't work as designed. Um, and then you have to call help support or the chat, which is my favorite way of going about things because I prefer not to talk on the phone. Um And you have to sit on there for hours trying to figure out what to do and get help tickets and all that. So my next question is, within organizations, how are people managing the tech issue and the interruption that it has throughout the day? So that is something that I have experienced quite a bit, um, tech issues coming into play and then pushing deadlines out, right? Because so and so's computer doesn't have the right updates. So they have to take it down and get it fixed. Or so and so doesn't have the permissions to be able to edit this file structure. So they have to go take it down to get it fixed. So what are we doing for work from home in that regard now? I mean, of course, we have remote systems access. But what if you can't use remote systems access, and you're still trying to manage a team, and you just keep being told that I have tech issues. I have internet issues. I have calendar issues. What are we doing as leaders to manage that?
1: There are. So when that happens, depending on how long, like most of those, you know, they're not down for, for too long, but what happens is for that entire time that it's down employees, just, Oh, I, I can't, I can't work because my computer's down. So all of that is just immediate lost productivity. It's no different than when we were all working in the office and you had a meeting from two to three, and then you had another, and then it's over. And then you have a half hour, and then you have a meeting at 3.30. You get absolutely nothing done between three and 3.30 because all you're doing is waiting for the next meeting. Even if it's at four, you still have an hour. You're not doing anything because you, you, ha- you can't get into any kind of sense of flow, nor do you want to. So it's the same thing. It becomes dead time. So immediately at those times, w- 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 almost everyone has at least some kind of, uh, creative time that they need to do immediately try to jump into some kind of creative time. If you don't, there's something called the Ivy Lee method. You just always have a note card with six things, three to six things that need done next. And that's how you can also minimize those 30 minutes between meetings where nothing happens. All you do is you look at your note card, whatever the, the next thing that's not crossed off, just jump right into it. And you're likely going to have things that aren't that are that need to be crossed off that don't require your computer. You can probably do something on your phone. You could probably hand write out. Uh, let's say you're like, you know, there's always something to do. Let's mm. j- just just keep just keep moving at a nice pace. Let's say that you have uh, an email to a, to a, a coworker or your boss that you've been dreading writing. Right? What do you do? I don't know. Get a pen and paper out and just draft it out. Get that over with. Get, get some of those things that you've been putting off, but that can be on your list of three to six that you really just jump into. So, oh, goodness, tech issue. I put in my ticket. I marked it as urgent. Look at your list and then just keep going. What's the benefit of that? The benefit is you're less stressed throughout the day. The benefit is, I don't know, um, de- depending on what kind of work you're doing, maybe you are just getting in the habit of being extra productive doing this and maybe you start being done with work early if you mm. if you have the kind of work that is more um you know just complete your work you don't have to just here and do nothing and then punch out at a certain time i don't know maybe you just start to learn new habits anything that breaks you during the day is an opportunity to learn a new way around it and to be better at least 1% from it that's how some people i know look at it i don't know
3: it's good. No, it's really good. And I love the note card thing except inside I'm shuddering because <clears throat> I'm guilty. I I don't like grown-up tasks, especially administrative tasks. So things like scheduling doctor's appointments, I will put that off for forever because I don't want to. Or getting my driver's license renewed. I will put that off for as long as possible. And I know I'm not the only one out there that puts off these personal administrative tasks. So is it appropriate, Jeremy, if during the work day, you have that 30 minutes that you described in office or not, for me to take that 30 minutes and schedule my doctor's appointment? What say you? Uh,
1: if you're going to do it during work anyway, it's not really going to make a difference. So it's better to at least get it out of the way when it's going to be a normal 30 minutes of downtime, downtime anyway. When you look at it, it all goes back to willpower too. Willpower is like a muscle and and we've got more in the beginning of the day. And that's why you're, whenever you have more willpower, which is towards the beginning of the day, you're supposed to do the hardest things up front, because if you do the easiest things up front, then you're out out of willpower. And then you're trying to do the tackle, the hard things. It just doesn't, it just doesn't work as well. So even if you're, I mean, you know, simple things, like if you're trying to clean the house, do the real crazy stuff first. Because then in the end, when you don't have much willpower, all it is is sweeping the floor. But take that analogy and, and you take it into, into the workplace. Um, you know, there's a lot of good, you know, we're talking about productivity. There's a lot of good books even on productivity. But you, if you combine these three things, productivity tips, willpower, knowledge, and the and habits, if you if you combine all those things, you can hack the heck out of your life. Brian Tracy, the I think he's the most world renowned productivity guy. So there's some good Brian Tracy books out there. Um, there's a book called The Willpower Instinct. Um, the Power of Habits, a good book. Atomic Habits is a good book. Um, anything on willpower that you can find, but these are all great things that you can do. Because what does that mean? It's willpower. You know, your tech goes down. What are you going to do? Even sitting, even our power, our willpower right now, the three of us is being swapped slowly i think it's something like willpower takes uh the, the uh the ca- like every minute it's like the one one calorie a minute it takes for our willpower it's like a tic-tac calorie but, but that's uh, important but it, it can be it can be exercise there's there's so much much good stuff
3: yeah and it relates directly to managing your calendar and the grief around dealing with your calendar breaking. You know, you mentioned a lot of productivity books. One of my favorites was written by Dave Goggins, and I know that he would not be very happy with me sitting here complaining about my technology issues. He'd tell me to kind of get over myself, Sarah. So, really good conversation. I appreciate it.
2: Don't we also have to have a a bit of a realization And to me, it goes, you know, that story about the fish, the fish doesn't know it's in water because it's in water. We're all living through a transition where, you know, we've talked to economists who are saying this is the greatest change in our working lives since the Industrial Revolution. So when it comes to things like calendars and and technology, you know, if we think back before the Industrial Revolution, if your horse dies, you know what to do. (laughs) you got to get a new horse but a few years later that same person is now working in a factory and that steam engine blows a piston they have no idea what to do and it takes a while to learn that oh we need technicians to be able to fix these engines so i think we're just in the evolution but it also gives us you know maybe the privilege to figure out how we work best Uh, so when it comes to you know Can I make that call to the doctor in the middle of the afternoon? Of course you can, because if you get that off your mind, you're actually going to be more productive. You know, instead of thinking for three days, oh, my God, I've got to make that appointment with the doctor and not being as productive as possible, take care of it and feel good about it. And eventually we will figure out how to work in this new paradigm.
1: And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add to that in terms of procrastination. Procrastination is not all that bad. Procrastination tells us that we're going to work on something when we're damn well good and ready to. And when we do that, we're going to be at our best work. There are times, I mean, I have several things that I'm procrastinating that are on, in line with like doctor's appointment or fighting for a refund for this or whatever it may be. I know that when the time is right, I'm going to do it. And my brain and my head is going to be in the right place because I've looked back on so many, you know, you clear out the clutter sometimes. What do you find? You find a bunch of to-do lists and you look at them. Nothing is scratched off, but by golly, it all got done. So I just think back to all those to-do lists that I found that the stuff has just gotten done. If it's important enough, it'll get done. So sometimes the message is, wow. <laughs> I don't know. This is like, hey, don't take my advice. <laughs> Disclaimer. Some Sometimes it's okay to procrastinate because when it becomes important enough in your life, you're going to figure it out. You're, you're going to get it done. Because trust Trust me, within two to three weeks, there's that doctor appointment you, you wanted to make or that, that thing that you had to call customer service or you had to send this in. As long as you're not missing a deadline, you're going to, I, I believe... Depend you know, I believe well, at least here it works for me. I get to that point where I'm excited to do it eventually, and then it feels good to get it done, so I don't know procrastination isn't that bad as long as um it's not affecting other people
3: or pro tip, marry someone that's really good at personal administration tasks and make them do all of it,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have, you're right. I have a friend who will buy stuff and then return it all the time. He just gives it to his wife to return. She loves going to the store every week. He's like, she's like, what am I returning? Yep, it's right by the door. It's in the bin, all the stuff to return. Because you're right. You know, you can find someone that, that does it. And then of course we'll go back to the if it takes less than two minutes, do it right away. That's how you get your stuff not to build up, right? But we all know that a call to customer service to get your cell phone bill straight Tenants. So just wait and be ready. Then you can create effective communication tech to get that bill to a place better than you ever thought that it could be.
2: I I love what you said about lists too, as well, because I know that one of the things that helped keep my sanity in this new position is that every Monday morning, first thing I do is go through all the scraps of paper on my desk because I'm the kind of guy who writes notes. And make that to-do list and then look at last week's to-do list. If there's anything that I'm carrying forward, anything that I can get taken off. And just that simple step of taking, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour at the start of every week to construct that list keeps me going in the right direction.
1: It does. And a, so related to that, and these are, again, these are, these are I, I hear great tips because I surround myself with great, and very smart people. Um there is also research on this one if you plan for if you plan your next week on fridays those are the by far like the most productive people and at the very least do it on a sunday or a monday morning but people who plan their next week on friday their weekends are better they have they feel like they have more free time they, st- they hit the ground running on Monday. They're put pro- now. Here now. I gotta start now. I gotta take my advice. Just, I have to write myself a sticky note every
0: Friday.
3: Or or here's another tip too. I don't think that. I think that works in a traditional work environment, Jeremy. But I've made Mondays my personal administration days. So all of those things that I do want to put off like doctor's appointments and all of that, I do it on Mondays. And then I carry on and I work all the way through Saturday. So it just depends on how you want to go about doing things. Because now I have access to clients that also work on the weekend, right? Retail and everything else. Now I have access to them. So there's ways to go about restructuring your week. Um, but I do think you're correct in that it needs to be the week prior that you begin preparing for the previous week and do it before your break. So whatever your break days are, do the planning for the next week before your break. Um, but I also think it's nice to, to sprinkle in a break day every once in a while. I know not everyone has the uh, privilege to be able to do that. But if you do have the ability to be able to sprinkle in a break day for yourself, do it. And you know what? You don't need an excuse to do so. Um, your mental health is enough of an excuse.
1: All this talk about scheduling and calendars and productivity it makes me want to take a vacation. that's that's where it's putting my head right now I need to take a vacation well if anyone has if anyone listening has any topics that we can cover here or during our other weekly panel plus open mic events go to the Seabok website CBAC.com and fill out the contact form and say hey heard the podcast tell us whether or not you liked it first and then let us know if you have a topic
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Work Cookie, a Seabock podcast. Don't forget to sign up at Seabock.com. That's S E B O C.com to engage with our community gain a sense of belonging, access our other media, and get rapid advice from experts. Would it be a bad idea to make your most challenging workplace problems go away? Don't forget to check out our corporate, career boost, recruiter, and even student memberships at CBOT.com.